Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Robots, Aliens, and Wizards. I'm your host, Cayman Barber, and welcome to episode 9 of this podcast, where I'm joined again by my friends Slate and Hewish, and joined for the first time by my other good friend, John Scott, where we talk about the sixth and final episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. But first, the best way to support this channel is to please follow, and please leave a review. That would mean the world to me as those reviews can help this reach more people and the content for the channel can grow more and more. Now let's just jump right into it as we talk about episode six of the series Obi-Wan Kenobi, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. All right, boys, let's get into it. What did we, let's start off with the rating. What did you guys, what do you think you guys rate this, rate this episode? Or should we rate the episode or should we rate like the whole, everything in general? Let's do the episode first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do the episode and then we can like we can like wrap up the the season. Towards yeah, the I end. think we, but I think we can all admit this was the best episode. I think my rating goes this is the best. The 5 was number 2. Ugh, I don't even know. 1 3 and then probably the, just the rest. I think 1 5 and 6 were the best for me. Mm. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I liked uh, part four. That's the one where they went and rescued Leia. Like, yeah, I like that base. one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like there were some parts of that one. I think y'all have already talked about that episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I liked it. I enjoyed kind of seeing Obi Wan start to use more of his force and stuff again. Yeah, I would say um, if I were to like rank my episodes, I'd probably go. Six, five, four, one, uh, three, two. Yeah, I did not like two. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Two is the least favorite. But, okay, but with the whole series in general, this I asked my buddy this, uh, one of my buddies the other day. It's like, how would you rate it from like Star Wars movie perspective? <coughs> it's like best Star Wars project ever is being like Empire Strikes Back level or Revenge of the Sith level. Or like Return of the like Rise of Skywalker level. What movie would you think you'd compare it to with hype? So on a scale from Rise to Skywalker and Star Wars Resistance to Empire Strikes Back and Revenge of the Sith, where does this rank? Yeah, I I what I said was more Force Awakens than I just because I did feel like there was a lot of hype with that. There was a lot of cool scenes, but there were some things I wish they would have done differently, you know? Hmm. That's where I rank it, because I think it's better than, like, Solo. It's better, like, Episode 6 in it, in itself is better than a lot. But that's where I rate it. What, would you, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I was, like, super hyped for, um, for Force Awakens. And I was super hyped for this mo- or this series, too. So, I mean, I think it fits probably best with Force Awakens more than anything. Yeah, I would say I enjoyed this better than Force Awakens, though. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I remember watching it first time in the theater, Force Awakens, and I was definitely like, I felt like a little kid again. But I would say this is probably above Force Awakens. I would probably put this around like like a New Hope tier. Like I would say I probably enjoyed this more. I'd say probably this is probably like a top six. Like throwing like Mandalorian Season 2, Clone Wars, like kind of at the bottom of like a B A tier type deal. Not not S tier, not top A tier, but like a lower A, upper B tier. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, comparing it to the T V shows though, I mean like like I think this is way better than Book of Boba was done. Oh I think yeah. I mean the beef I have with the Mandalorian is kind of the side quest that they do and like yeah, yeah. that's kinda of like what a bounty hunter does. But I feel like this didn't have like filler episodes yeah like just you kinda kind stuck of stuck with the story the whole, yeah. yeah i like it when they stick with the story and there's not like filler stuff kind of like with the mandalorian but like it's it can't beat like clone wars or rebels though and True. what i would what i would say to kind of go off that is i've heard i've heard some people say i wish we had eight episodes of kenobi so we could have seen like so we could have seen like obi-wan like improve more like gradually get stronger and then my counter is okay so would you have liked two filler episodes or two more filler episodes and they're like no and i'm like then six was like a perfect amount because to john's point it like 
It was one story. It was getting Leia back to Alderaan with Obi-Wan trying to overcome his his fear and his like his guilt. It was one storyline that flowed really well. And so I didn't mind. I, I I thought six was perfect. Yeah. I did think, like, I just think the show in general made me appreciate A New Hope, like, that much more. Especially, like, when I, like, went back and watched it, it just, like, when, like, when Luke was saving Way, and he's like, I'm here with Obi, I'm here with Ben Kenobi, we're here to save you. And he's like, Ben Kenobi? You know, you guys have probably seen, like, things like that. Right. But I think it does just make me appreciate that movie more. And I just don't know, but that's how I just I just appreciate it a lot. The show, and so I think it is better the one of the best Star Wars projects we've gotten in a long time. Yeah. But it just I still wish there was they did things I mean, differently. I don't know how y'all feel about like the young Princess Leia, but I think that for me personally, that's one of the greatest things that's come out of this show, because it it like for me like. Like, Ben didn't just, like, watch over Luke, but he, like, kind of watched over both of them. It, it just, I feel like it makes his connection to, like, kind of, like, Anakin, Luke, Leia, like, their whole family, like, even stronger. I, I, I don't know. I like the actress as well. I thought she did, like, an amazing job. As I think she killed it, yeah. Leia. No, I, 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 I loved her character from, like, the very start. I didn't think she was, like, a... I wouldn't put her in, like, a Grogu tier where it's like j- just like the just like that cute side character that everyone loves but like princess leia had like character <coughs> development and she like was a fully formed character and you could see like the bridge between like the infant leia i mean not that there was like a character development in episode three with princess leia but like you get to see like the starting of princess leia and why she became like this like this tough warrior princess that we knew her as in the original trilogy. And so I really did appreciate that. I'm glad Luke was very distant in the show and I'm glad he was kind of just there and we got very minimal screen time of Luke Skywalker and we got to learn more about Leia growing up because I feel like we hear a lot of legend stuff about Luke on Tatooine because that's where Obi-Wan was, but no one ever talks about the adventures of Senator Organa and his daughter Leia on Obi-Wan before it was blown up, you know? So I, I did like that. And, yeah, like, in episode five, I was saying, like, we knew, like, Revo was going to go after Luke. And I just, like, I didn't think anything was going to happen. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I said, I think Reva's going to go to their house, but Luke's just going to be inside. And he's not going to, like, see anything just to, like, save the story that, like, he doesn't know. He has no idea he's, like, the son of Darth Vader. He, he has no idea. And so I think they needed to save that. So I think they did a good job with his parents telling him, like, oh, it's sand people, you know. I don't know if he even <laughs> saw it. I don't even know if he like saw Riva, but I thought they handled no. that really good. No, you go back and watch it, and I think what's cool is you go back and watch it. He never sees the red lightsaber, and from Luke's point of, from Luke's point of view, he thinks it's a Tuscan. And how he falls, Riva forces the ground, and so from what Luke could have, because he got locked out, he could have just like misstepped on a rock and he slipped and fell down the the rock face. Yeah. That's, and so I also I, like how they kind of kept that in with canon because Luke like had never seen a lightsaber. Yeah, and I guess we're kind of getting more into like what we liked and didn't like. But I just didn't. I wish like the whole fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader was just one continuous sequence, and this wasn't going off at the same time. This is just like oh yeah yeah, and then it goes and then it's like freaking crap. <laughs> just teasing you, just Dude, teasing you. Real. I'm like, I don't care. This is bullshit. You're doing sit-ups in your recliner. You're like on the edge of your seat, and then you're like, okay, I don't care. Okay, I'm back in now. I I felt like they were trying to do what they did in Revenge of the Sith with Anakin and Obi-Wan and then Yoda and Palpatine. But like Yoda and Palpatine, that was like a legit fight. I was like going back and forth like, okay, these are both good. But I felt like you can't like put Obi-Wan and Darth Vader with like a lacking Reva and like child chase you know yeah. like i feel like it doesn't balance and then like mm-hmm. owen had a freaking clear shot to her back from like 10 feet away misses first shot and i'm like Are you also me? can we also talk about how how bet how uh, owen and baru were like seven feet away from each other on the same side of the house like have you ever heard of like <laughs> going like either like diagonal or like on the opposite sides like i understand you don't want to like shoot at each other but like really like five seven feet away on the same side of the house i heard so many yeah. people talk about that. <laughs> i was like dude spread out dude. Yeah. like i know this is your first run with an inquisitor did Reva even know who luke was like did no. he did he did he think he was just like some like kid with the force or something i don't well i mean the hologram said 
like specifically for Ben to protect him. So like she obviously knew he was important, but I don't know if she ever knew like how important or like if it was like the son of Anakin or anything. Yeah, I would say Reva probably knew that that was a force sensitive child, but she didn't know that he would be one of like he's the son of Anakin Skywalker. Okay, that his whole thing was just a little meh, it was a little mid for me, you know. But I also like for all the reasons why we just said we didn't like it. It was also like it makes sense why it was there because yeah. it had to have been because I, w- I mean as much as I would have loved to have seen the fight straight through. I also did appreciate the breaks uh, mm-hmm. because I could like kind of like relax for a second. And also, I know YouTubers out there have already like made one continuous sequence of that fight out there, and I'm sure there's videos of like full fight scene, no interruption, Anakin versus <laughs> Obi Wan round three, you know, or whatever. So, so yeah. Oh yeah, that's the only other thing I can think of that I like didn't really like. Oh, it's not like I didn't like when Obi Wan was. We're getting more into the fight now. When Obi-Wan was buried, and then he's, like, trying to get out, I wish we would have heard Qui-Gon right there, or Yoda. That would have... Yeah, I just thought that was a perfect moment for him to finally connect with Qui-Gon and, like, Yoda again. And, Mm -hmm. like... Well, Yoda's not dead, I guess. Right. But I just felt like that was kind of just, like, a missed opportunity. One one thing... No, do you have anything else? No, no, you go. One thing that I was expecting, which, I mean... Yes, they put it in. Was obviously like they were obviously teasing us for Qui Gon, but I thought he would have had a lot more of an impact in the show, like a lot sooner. Like it was nice to see him at the end, and like obviously, like I, you know, I appreciate whatever we got. Yeah. But like, I wish he would have had like like a scene before this fight and whatever, where he actually like meditated and like talked to Qui Gon and he actually like learned something from him and then like w- either went into the fight was already in the fight and then like got that like you know lesson from Qui-Gon yeah, yeah well, that they... ga- yeah that gives Ben the upper hand in the fight for when A New Hope comes around Vader's like last time we we faced I was a learner but now I'm the master like that would have been cool although from the story from the storyline it makes sense that Qui-Gon came in at the very end because Qui-Gon said like you just weren't ready yet. Right. And he rediscovered his purpose for why he was still a Jedi why he needed to tap into force and it was to protect Luke and Leia and to make sure that like they were protected and so it makes sense to me why Qui-Gon comes in at the end and we only see him for like 30 seconds do I wish we would have seen him more yeah but with the story I'm kind of glad we only got like 30 seconds of him because then I would have been like like wait wait why is he is he here just just to be here for fanfare because like when he came in at the end you're like oh I get it Obi-Wan wasn't ready to tap into the to into the eternal oh yeah no it makes sense with with the story I just wanted yeah. more of them. <laughs> if, we do, if we do get more, it's either going to... I don't feel like they're going to do a season two. And I, I thought they already don't... said they were. Really? I know it's been green-lighted. I know, oh. um, I know Disney has told Kenobi because Kenobi has been the, the most viewed Disney Plus show ever up to this point. Seriously? And of course, Disney's like all about the money. And so Disney's <laughs> like, hey, yo, if you guys want to do a season two, Deborah Chow, like, let me know. Yeah, and I don't know if I'd be a fan. Like, I, like we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, came in, but I'd be like, I don't know if I wanted season two. If season one ends how it did, like I loved yeah. how it ended. Like I'm okay. I'm okay knowing that, like Ben goes and trains with Qui Gon. He continues to grow and mature in the fort. He runs into Darth Maul like, ten, 10, 12 years down the road, and then we call that good. Season like, two with Darth Maul in it, I'd be fine. Like yeah. let's just put Darth Maul back on the screen and. <laughs> We need I Sam Witwer back. Yeah. <laughs> Kenobi! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but if we... I would love... I honestly would love to see him in Ahsoka. Obi-Wan in Ahsoka. That would be kind of sick. Like, I don't think they would do, like, a Boba Fett type thing where well, they go away from him, focus on the Mandalorian. I don't think they'd do that, but I don't know. Ahsoka is going to be after Return of the Jedi, though, right? Is it? Because it's taking place after Rebels. Remember the last episode of Rebels? Oh. That was, was like actually, right when the Empire... That's actually true. I totally forgot about that. Because aren't they... They're trying to find Ezra and all that, right? Yeah. I think that's oh. that's what the leak plot has been for Ahsoka. Oh, I thought that was just general knowledge. I didn't know. <laughs> oh. Well, well, I mean, anything that's leaked in the Star Wars community is public knowledge, pretty much. Yeah. So. But they did... I think they, and I don't know if they announced it, but they're going to do a Cal Kesta series. Really? Fallen Order. I think so. 
It might just be rumors, though. He might be teased in maybe, like, Ahsoka or something. I thought there was going to be match. another Jedi in this, if I'm going to be honest. Like, they they kept talking about Quinlan Voss. Oh, yeah, dude. Sure. That would have been so sick to see him. I thought they were going to do, like, sometimes they tease you and then they don't, like, satisfy it. And then I'm like, why'd you do it? Although I could see, like, Bad Batch Season 2 if we got, like, a Cal Kestis or if we got, like, a Quinlan Voss, like, around the time of Order 66, like, a little earlier. Because I know in Bad Bad Season 2 for the trailer, you see, like, the like the, the child Wookiee, yeah. which, yeah. which would be kind of cool. Because, I mean, I haven't played Fallen Order because I don't have an Xbox, but I imagine... But I know that Fallen Order takes place during Order 66, so, like, it could be cool to see Cal. Like, I know that lines up in the timeline. In Episode 5 of this show, when they're at, like, the Rebel base and he sees there's, like, a crate full of lightsabers... Is that, like, lightsabers of Jedi that have been killed? Or is that ones that just, like, left them behind to, like, start a new life? I thought, when I first saw that crate, they all looked like combinations of lightsabers from Fallen Order. Really? Like, I was, I was talking about that with my roommates. Like, like, they were like, I had that piece of my lightsaber in Fallen Order. Interesting. I thought they'd... I mean, like, obviously I think they're random Jedis, but, like, they look exactly like the pieces that you get in Fallen Order. Maybe I'm just being psycho but <laughs> maybe i should go back and look at that I, I didn't even notice that i thought it was general grievous's lightsaber collection a fine addition to my collection <laughs> there's a there's a video i saw where they edited him into every single moment so <laughs> it's a lightsaber, and it's so funny but a fine addition so i would say okay so i think i think now we're getting into the realm of like what we what we liked what we saw versus like what we wish we would have seen more would is that yeah. what you say because mm-hmm. if we're going there i think something i wish we would have seen um i mean i told came in this on the podcast but i would have loved to see like a dual sunset on tatooine like at the finale like at the very end to see like the sun like as he's going into beggars canyon to see like the dual sunset like on tatooine just like another iconic thing um a part of me is like I wish Reva would have died somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like I'm not hating on Reva's character because I think I did like like I know some people didn't like the whole bait and switch. I thought it was fine, but I feel like her character could have come more for, full circle because we don't see her in we don't see her in Rebels. We don't see her anywhere else. Like I totally would have been fine if like she came to her senses and like. I don't want to say killed herself or maybe like she dies <laughs> in Beggar's Canyon. You know, like I, don't, I just I wish her character would have died somehow. Because if they do a show, a spinoff show, it's going to flop so hard. No one yeah. cares. I mean, nobody. I don't think anybody wants expected that. it or really wants more of it. I mean, something that I kind of like going off like expectations. This is kind of like a long shot. And it's probably just me. But I wanted there to be, like, another, like, confrontation with Kenobi on Tatooine. Whether it was, like, before he kind of went on that journey with Leia or after when he went to go back to Luke. Because you know how they brought in Black Kersantan and Boba Fett? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the scar that's on his eyes from Kenobi, right? On they Black Kersantan? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, they had, like, oh. he, like... In, like, I'm pretty sure it's canon in the comics. He yeah. went to go kill Owen or something like that because Owen did something. And Kenobi like basically protected Owen and fought off Black Kersantan. Like Part of me wanted a confrontation and seeing him like cameo. I, I don't know. Just, I mean, he's like kind of like a newer introduced like live-action yeah. character. I think that would have been cool too. Yeah, that would have been sweet. A little Kenobi Kersantan fight. Yeah, dude, that that I know there's been times in the comics where I'm pretty sure... Padme is like buried somewhere, and like Darth Vader goes to like visit her every now and then. Yeah, and that he, would have been. Isn't he Resurrector too in the comics? In the uh, Vader comics, doesn't he bring Padme back? Something um, like that. I don't know. It's like in his visions, but like even if we could have gotten some of those visions from the Vader comics, it would have been insane. Like, like when it, I don't know if it if y'all have ever read them, but like it shows like like his like form, like his spirit form, and it's like just like his cut off body, but it's got like. Oh no! I'll have to show show you a picture of it. But like, I feel like they could have implemented those Vader comics more into like this show. Yeah. If it's, if you just like this whole time we've been focusing on Obi Wan and we got snippets of Darth Vader being Darth Vader, except for the last part when his helmet's kind of cut off. So it's like it would have been cool if just like he's visiting Padme's grave and then one of the Inquisitors is just like, 
sir, we found him, you know? And then that's when they get into the rest of the story. That would have been cool. I think I would have liked to see that. But I did, yeah, like we were saying earlier, I did call that. I knew that his helmet, I I really thought his helmet was going to get cut off, like, in Rebels. I... yeah, I saw that coming. Like, it had yeah. to have happened. But <laughs> really? I, no- I, oh, man. I noticed in go. Rebels, though, his, like, the left side of his helmet was cut off, and then this one was the right one, and I'm pretty sure, the right side, and I'm pretty sure someone, it was, like, some sort of symbolism. Yeah, but, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the uh, so I think you had it flipped. Ahsoka cuts off the right side, and then Obi-Wan slices the left, but it's only Luke who can fully take off his helmet and yeah. turn Anakin back. Like, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka could like tap into Anakin and get him to like speak as Anakin, but it was only Luke who could um, like turn him back, which um, I saw an Easter egg video on this episode and about three or four times they showed the snippet of George Lucas where he's on the prequel set and he's like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. And that's exactly how I felt like that explanation. I don't know. I don't know if Deborah Chow wanted it that way or if how Dave and that's how Dave and John wanted it, but it is beautiful nonetheless. How much say did they have in the series, you know? Like Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Well, I know Dave Filoni is the head, like, decision maker at Lucasfilm, other than Kathleen Kennedy, but Kathleen Kennedy deals more with the movies. I'm pretty sure, like, John and Dave... I know they, like, came up with the storyline, and they said, Deborah Chow, do you want to direct it? And she was like, sure. Hmm. Just because these shows are saving Star Wars, like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you got the right people behind it. There's no more Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. He's getting a trilogy, you know that? Ryan Johnson is? Still? I don't I don't know if it is still, but I heard about that. He I might th- be. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was uh, what is his name? Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi. That's yeah. going to be legit. Dude. I'm down for that. Some Thor Ragnarok type <laughs> beat. <laughs> um, okay, but since we're there, uh, we, I think like? I think really the last thing I want to talk about is that fight. Like that fight was, the fight between Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader was. It was everything. It was everything I wanted. It was perfect. All I can say is I think Disney really likes rocks being <laughs> levitated. Is it with Ray too? Yeah, oh, no, it was the rocks is... with like the Last Jedi. You remember that? Yeah, I just think it's like I like seeing how strong they are with the Force because it's like, well, when was it? Just like when they're just like, I feel like there was like a scene in one of the movies or shows where they're trying to use the Force and they just like are can't pick something up. But it's like. The force is so strong, and I like how they just visualize it. That in here, because I feel like in the prequels, that was the only bad thing. They don't use the force enough. I also really wish they would have done like the force super speed in this, because it's only in the Phantom Menace and no other movie ever. So quick run, Master Destroyers, Master Destroyers. <laughs> exactly, but that scene, I got hyped though when he started lifting all those rocks. It was just awesome. Dude, I got, um, in that scene, I got, like, Infinity War vibes when Doctor Strange is doing, like, the hoo and there's, like, a million Doctor Stranges, like, going <laughs> oh, at Thanos true, yeah. with, like, the whip. I got that same vibe because, like, Kenobi raises his arms and you just see, like, rocks everywhere. I know it kind of got, like, a mystical vibe, but... I mean, I thought they did it, like, they did that pa- battle perfectly, like, like, how they fought against each other, how, like... Vader totally destroys him at first and like just threw all that rock and crap on him and like that was like cool. Obi-Wan was so close to just like getting killed right there just like and then just like that he gets it all back and it's like ah! like on the edge of your seat <laughs> I mean dude you knew when Anakin had the high ground like this is not lasting like, yeah, no, Obi-Wan, yeah. Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan is two for two in low ground situations and now he's three for three yeah, and I thought the monologue, obviously the monologue with his helmet's cut off is just great. But it's like, even when, like, he's like, your strength has returned, master. You know, things like that. Just like, it was just, it's just everything I wanted. And it was just perfect. If only I mean, it wasn't cutting to Riva. Yeah, that much I better, mean, but. the dialogue was insane. Like, when he was cutting back from Darth Vader to Anakin's voice. like So, so good. He's like, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. You liked it. Ah! <laughs> no, that 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 dialogue between you and McGregor and Hayden Christensen is probably the best acting any of them did. Anything they did in in the in the prequels, like the he, emotion, like, oh yeah, and like the pure like like Anakin Skywalker at this point is like pure psychopath. Like he like you can see how senile he is. Like he's he's like I'm pretty sure he doesn't blink. I think his eyes 
that eyes just open the whole time and it's like super baggy black underneath. Yeah. He literally looks psycho. And like, like, I got it pulled up on my phone right now, but like when Obi-Wan just like leaves him there again, also how horrible is that that he like just walks away from it twice? Like he could have ended this, but he walks away and you just hear Darth Vader's like guttural voice just like, Obi-Wan! You're like, <laughs> yeah, I wa- I, I've yet to see a video, but I want to see a video of the Darth Vader and then the Darth Fall where it's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi! And it's just the whole name getting screamed across the galaxy. So, but why did he leave? Did he leave? Well, I just don't think he was fighting him. Just like, was he just trying to save him? Like, get Anakin back? And then when he saw he couldn't, he just was like, I can't. And then just leaves? Is that I what? think I think he's still... He, because, like, the love he had for Anakin, like, just kind of going off of, like, what I think, he, like, never lost the hope that Anakin could come back to the light side. Like, yeah. I feel like that could be one of the reasons why he never killed him, just because, like, he could never lose that faith in, like... And Padme told him, too. Anakin, Padme was yeah. dying. She's like, there's good in him. <laughs> my, my other theory with it is, like, he's fighting him, he's fighting him, and he knows, and he tells, he tries to tell Qui-Gon, like, it's either gonna be me or him. So he's fighting to the death, and then when he beats him... And, like, he's dealt with all this guilt and shame of, like, what he feels he failed the entire galaxy because he let Anakin Skywalker turn to the dark side. And then he's, like, apologizing. And I know he doesn't say a lot, but, like, the first time I watched it, I was so, like, enamored with the the choreography. And the second time I listened for the dialogue, Mm -hmm. I almost cried when Obi-Wan was like, I'm sorry, Anakin, for everything. Like, I was so so much emotion. And then Obi-Wan was like, or then Anakin was like, I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. I still think it's kind of crazy that they're, like, calling each other by their first names. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, enemies at this point, but he's still, like, referring to him as just, like, Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. when, when he tells him, like, you didn't fail him, I, like, I killed Anakin Skywalker, I think that's... A, we see two things in this fight. We see Ben rediscover his purpose for being a Jedi, and I think we also see Obi-Wan come to peace with, like, everything that's happened over the last ten years. Like, like he's finally come and understood, like... It wasn't like there was nothing I could have done. This was Anakin, and so I think that's why he leaves him is because he's he's like you know what, there's nothing more I can do here. Like I'm I'm like, done. And then it's so beautiful. Last thing I'll say, and then came and I'll let you go. Yeah. And then as he's leaving, he's like goodbye, and My he calls and, he, truly and he calls him Darth, which is exactly what he calls him in A New Hope, which is perfect. Another great bridge into A New Hope. Yeah. Which is why another reason why I think the show is done, because um, I feel like there were just a lot of bridge points that kind of just like. Like, it's going to stop there and pick up again in a new hope, you know? Yeah, because it's the season two. I just think it's going to be, like, so, like redundant. I don't know if that's a word. Like, I just, like, I don't think I care that much. Like, I want to see you and McGregor again. He's by far the best part of the show. It's like, what else is there, you know? I mean, I, I mean I'm with John. Unless we get, like, a side quest of, like, Black Chrysanthemum, like, Vader's not going to come back. Like, there's no need to bring Vader back because they've already, like... Because he even tells Emperor, he's like, Kenobi means nothing to me. Whether or not that's true, they make you think, okay, Darth Vader's done. Like, the next time they're going to see each other is going to be, like, 15 years down the road when it's on the when it's on the Death Star. Uh, not the Death Star. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. When it's on the Death Star, like, that's going to be the next time they see each other. And so, I agree with John. I think if or, it is, it's just going to be more, like, side quests. With or I'm rooting for Maul. Like, I know yeah. that Maul comes to Tatooine, and that's where they have their last duel, but, like... Like, it, there could be, like, some side quest Kenobi has to go on. But, like, at this point, Maul is still in control of the syndicates, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, like, and we... Isn't there, like, a gray area where we don't know how Maul, like, got from that to where he is in Rebels? We also gotta remember how he is in Solo, too, because in Solo, he's still the leader of Crimson Right, Dawn so too. in between Solo and Rebels, something happens with Maul. Where because, he's not a leader anymore. Yeah. Like, there's something... You could obviously put this, like, Kenobi Season 2 with that. Yeah, because Maul, they called him, like, in Rebels, they called him, like, the Shadow or something. He was well, just, like... Because he's stuck on that planet. Yeah, and yeah. didn't he... So, he has, like, a, a hilt or whatever sheath for his lightsaber, doesn't he? In mm-hmm. that series? It's, like, half an Inquisitor lightsaber. Is it just... Be, is it like that just because... It's like malfunctions, so he can't like retract the blade. I don't Get a know. little sidetracked. I don't remember. No, he he can definitely retract the but blade. I also feel like sure. if we wanted some mall, I feel like 
just knowing Dave Filoni, how Marth, like Darth Maul's Marth res- doll, Marth doll, Marth Darth doll. Maul's resurgence has been through like the animation medium. I could see maybe like a Bad Batch season two, season three, where it's like a side thing with Maul and like how he kind of came to power in the in the syndicate, yeah. kind of like a before the downfall. Um, I don't know. It would be cool to see. Well, Maul. I mean, you kind of see him start to gain control of the syndicates through through Clone Wars. Through yeah. Clone Wars. I yeah. mean, there's still obviously Mandalorians that stay loyal. There's that whole comic strip where um, Gar Saxon breaks Maul out of prison, right? Y'all, yeah. Y'all know anything about that? Very little, but yes. Very little. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like they're loyal to Maul, and I, I mean, he did kind of do wrong to his guys at the end, but true. I don't know. That's I mean, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that could be put into season two. Just obviously they have to work it right, so yeah. it's actually interesting. Well, they're they're making this series called Tales of the Jedi. Have you guys heard of that? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to be good. I'm yeah, so excited for that. With so, Dooku and um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, yes. Or even going to get baby Ahsoka, too. That'd be cool. Yeah, so I don't know. We could That could just be like, it's obviously going to be in the past. We could even do like, even during the Clone Wars, too. Like, I don't know. Or even after, like, Jedi that are still alive. So there's definitely a lot of room for them to play with that. And yeah, we could also even see, hear me out, maybe a little Darth Plagueis action. Please. It's early enough. Yes. Like, like, if we get, like, Child Dooku or Child Qui-Gon, they probably were around <laughs> during the time of Plagueis. One youth. Okay, one last thing going back to the Kenobi series. I feel like Disney has gotten carried away with people getting stabbed in the chest and living through it. Like, Qui-Gon has got to be sitting on the sidelines so mad right now. (laughs) Like, how many people have been stabbed in the chest and just, like, shake it off? You know what I'm saying? We did it twice. Once as a youngling. I mean, Darth Maul gets his entire lower body sliced in half. He's still alive. He's back. He's chilling. What happened to freaking Qui-Gon? Why why did he just get killed off like that? He wasn't strong. I don't know. It was his time to go, I guess. Same with the Inquisitor. The, the, um... The, the, Palin. Great Inquisitor? Although, the Great Inquisitor is new to Palin. Or from the planet Utapal. And Palins have two stomachs. And someone explained that's why he looks so much more thin in Rebels. Is because he lost that first stomach. Hmm. And I'm like, interesting theory, I'll buy it. But I'll take it, I mean... Well, it's getting shot with a blaster in the stomach, like Fennec Shand and Mandalorian. Is that like the equivalent of getting stabbed with a lightsaber? You know, I mean, it cauterizes the wound, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it? It's just like an energy thing going through them. Is it the same? All I'm saying is Qui Gon Jinn's been been done dirty the most with the Force heal that Kylo. Oh my gosh, that's not even. Qui Gon's like sitting there looking at Obi Wan, like I didn't teach you this yet, or you don't know this yet. (laughs) Yeah, like and then yeah, and then he gets stabbed in the in the freaking stomach and dies. Like when Grogu did that, when he did the Force healing, everyone's like, okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's Grogu. It's, it's cute. Grogu, you know. It's cute. When, I don't know when Ray did it. I was like, "Kill me, dude." When I <laughs> when I started, when I kill me thinking, and don't use Force Heal to bring me back. When I start thinking about those movies again, I just get pissed all over again. It it's, hurts, man. Dude, I've only seen it once. I've only I've only seen it once. Rise of Skywalker, and I will never watch it again. Ugh, but I don't know. But okay, I well, guess last thing. Yeah, I guess go. to kind of tie tie back to Kenobi. Um, what was I gonna say? That that Watto cameo? Yeah, no, yeah, true. We didn't get a Watto cameo. That it is any? <laughs> it is you. <laughs> also, the um, I guess there were, there were so many little Easter eggs too. Like when Obi Wan says, "I will do what I must," and then pulls out his Episode Three pose. Oh, so and good. Then when he greets dude. Luke and he says, "Hello there," and you're like, "Yes." Okay. When that did happen, I, I i mean, obviously I was expecting it to happen. It had to. But, yeah. like, spot on. Like, it literally it sounded exactly like Alec Guinness. It was I know. It's- How many takes did it, like, did they have to do to I make mean, that perfect? Probably would just watched it a bunch of times. That would be hard. I think he, Ewan McGregor just gets there and just goes, I know that. And they're like, yeah, we'll use that one. That's good. <laughs> just, like, one <laughs> so- take. Sounds good. <laughs> well, what's funny is I think... I'm pretty sure Ewan McGregor's accent changed a little bit from the prequels to now because I think they're trying to transition from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness. Because yeah. his voice, like when he's giving the, the monologue in episode five, when he's like, everyone, 
everyone. Like I'm like that doesn't sound like Kenobi. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like a like a knockoff version of Kenobi. Like not Clone Wars Kenobi, but like a different version of him. Well, it's just different because Revenge of the Sith is crazy. It came out like 17 years ago, and obviously they were filming even before that. And so it's like Ewan McGregor's a god and doesn't age, you know. No, literally. Like, like, I don't get it, bro. Like, like even, uh, what's his name? Hayden Christensen. He's aged. He's, you know, you see it. But uh, How old was Hayden Christensen in Revenge of the Sith? He could not have he been. Was like, he's, he's 41 like right now. now so. Yeah, yeah so, so he, he, he should have been in his 20s. You, Ewan yeah. McGregor is a little bit older, so he, I think he's, he's already passed 51. Like, the aging, maybe. So he's in his 30s. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know that, like, all the de-aging stuff is coming out. But, like, seeing just Hayden Christensen as Anakin in those flashbacks and, like, even episode two, episode three, I don't care how old, like, if he has some wrinkles on his face. Like, I'm just yeah. glad he's there. You he's know, saying, like, I think I he's still, I think he still looks great. Yeah, I didn't care one bit. I was like, this is just cool to see him. Like, if you have to, two. like, nitpick that small stuff and be like, it was terrible. Like, Hayden Christensen looked horrible. Like, bro. Be glad he's back. Like that's all that I freaking care about. It's kind of like that with Leia too. Everyone is like destroying this girl, but it's like one she had to play like, like uh, hard headed. You know all these things, and the girl just like nailed it. Even though she's a little annoying, you know, she's just like that's what they're going for. And so, when I gave her a ten out of ten, yeah, she was great. But when in episode three when they're on that mining planet and they see Obi Wan sees Anakin as like. You know, as like a mirage, I think. Dude, I almost pooped my pants. That was, <laughs> that was. I'm glad they did that. <laughs> there were some funny, like, like random, like burst of like, what did I just see? Like when, like Obi Wan and Leia are walking on that planet to the checkpoint, and she's like talking about people, and then Obi Wan just goes, "Not all people are good, Leia," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. There was definitely some poop your pants moments. <laughs> You're like, why did he just say that? Like, when they saw the clone trooper, that was one. Yeah, the 501st, that was cool. Dude. Oh, oh yeah. Tamora Morrison. Forgot about that. Yeah. But one of the best things, well, not best things, but one thing I liked about the fight with them, when, when he made the final blow to, like, hit his helmet, Obi-Wan, when he did, like, the straight, like, like horizontal lunge at him. Yeah, the lunges was, off the dude, rock some parkour type beat. I that did like cool. that. And how he used, like, the the hilt of his lightsaber to smash, like, his chest piece, too. The I cinematography. Just, it was just great. The cinematography on it was, in, like, insane, too. Like, I've never noticed so much, like, visual effects with, like, the lightsabers than this show. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can, like, barely see, like, like, a glimpse of blue across his face. And then, like, like even Vader, you can see, like, the blue and then red just keep going back and forth. That was Like, sweet. I appreciate that kind of stuff. Like, it makes it, like, so much more, like, powerful. It was so cool to see, like, the blue and the red. And then when he was fully Vader again, after being, like, Anakin for a little bit, it went full red again yeah. in the glow from his saber. That was sweet. Yeah, and just because that, they didn't do that in the prequels, I'm pretty sure. Because they just CGI'd, like, the blades. Well, so a lot so of the that... fights were in the daytime, too. Because, like, this planet was, like... Dark, dark. Like it was yeah. like pitch black yeah. outside. So I just think there's always with movies, full CGI is just like never the way. I think just like practical because I think they just used regular like lightsabers and then they just like added a little touch up to them. Yeah. Like well, I think once they you used can... like an actual lightsaber. <laughs> they actually made one. They actually no. made a real one. They made two. Uh, no, but I think I really do think they had like, like really nice lightsabers that glowed so they'd show on their face and then they like to touch up to it. And so I yeah. think that's always just a good move. And yeah. this is a little off topic. But like with like, for example, Marvel with the She Hulk show coming out. For example, it looks horrible. It looks so done, bad. They should have just done practical stuff and then touched it up. So I'm glad in this show they stuck with pra- they just went one way or the other. And they went with the Inquisitor, they just went, you know, practical and it worked. It was fine. Um yeah. so this is the last thing I have to say. I don't know if you guys saw this theory. But it made me love this show even more. Uh, did you guys know that... So there's six episodes in the Roman numeral. Did yeah. you guys know that they mirror the first six movies also? Did you guys, have you guys seen this theory? No. So episode one of Phantom Menace, we meet a character on Tatooine. 
We, we do the same thing in Kenobi. We, we meet a character on Tatooine. We rediscover Kenobi. Episode two, there's like a fight, like an escape on this like gangster Coruscant type planet. We see that with, with Sam Wazell. And then we see it in with him capturing Leia in episode two. Episode three, yeah. Anakin and Vader fight. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight. Episode four of Kenobi, the princess is rescued from a base. Episode four, a princess is rescued from oh, a base. Snap. Episode five. Um, Character development. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. Character development. Uh, no. Uh, episode five, the Empire gets the upper hand, but the Rebels barely escape. Episode five, Empire Strikes Back. The Empire literally strikes back, and the Rebels barely escape. Episode six, you see a character come back to true form with Obi-Wan. You see it in episode six, and then you see it in Return of the Jedi with Anakin Skywalker coming back to how he was. Pretty crazy. So, I like I don't know if that's... Some of those seem maybe a little far-fetched. Episode four is like really like right in your face. Like, oh yeah, yeah. they do rescue the princess. But I think, again, poetry. It's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you rank this movie, like this show, as a whole, on like a scale of one like, to ten? Like, okay, how would yeah. you rank it? Yeah. I'd give it at least like a seven or eight. I think yeah. more of an eight. Yeah, I said, I'd go eight. I said seven point five, just because when I walk out of a movie, for example, when I walk out and I'm like, that was absolutely incredible, and I have nothing bad to say about it. That's like it just holds up. Like that's what I want, and that might be, you know. And there's some other movies that, like, you walk out, you have to, like, let it sit with you for a sec, and then you're like, okay, that was great. But just right. that would, some of these episodes didn't hit, it kind of brings it down. Right. So. I mean, like, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, full action, the full six episodes. Obviously, I wanted it, but, I mean, like, <laughs> obviously, they wanted to put stuff in. I mean, there's a lot of factors for me, like, for overall score. I mean, like, you have to think, like, like was there a good, like, plot line for action for like character development and then even like how you could rewatch it like rewatchability is a big thing for me i don't want to just watch a movie once and then be like yeah it was good but i'll probably never see it again like i want to be like all right how many times do i really want to watch this again you know yeah yeah and i'll definitely rewatch this show yeah so i'd say 7.5 or 8 yeah I, i i would also give it an 8 um, I'm with John on this. Like the reason why I love season two Mandalorian finale is because every time I watch it, I get like the chills when Luke Skywalker comes right. back on board. And I feel like I would get the same thing. Like I was telling him first time I watched the Obi Wan Vader fight, I was like, "Yo, this is so dope." And the second time I wanted to cry because I understood the emotion from Anakin and Obi Wan. And I feel like the third time I watch it, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, like I feel like I could just keep watching it. And get something new out of it every time. And so that's why I give it an 8. The only, like, using your comparison, Cayman, of, like, stepping away from it and being, like, thinking about it. I knew the show was great. And then I walked in and was like, wow, this show is awesome. And then I was like, but, and my only but is I wish Reva would have died somehow. I don't know how they would have made it work. I don't know, like, maybe, like, Owen, like, when she brings back Owen, accidentally shoots her and then they find out he's alive. Like, I'd been okay with that. Yeah. But I just I don't I don't like the idea that like there's a potential open door for a Reba story <laughs> because there doesn't need to be one. And again, this is no hate to Moses Ingram. This is no hate to Reba's character. I just feel like her character came full circle, and then it should have ended with her death. I feel like that would have been better. Yeah, right. and I think like the Marvel movies too. Just like a lot of Disney properties are going that way. They're just milking it like just milking it dry, you know. Which is fine. Like, I still like the Marvel movies. They're not kind of going downhill a little bit. But it's just like, give us what we want, you know? And I, it's just like, I don't want to get to the point where we have to watch this show and then a Reva show to understand, like, a new movie coming out. And I think right. that's why I'm excited for Taika Waititi's, like, Star Wars project. Because I'm pretty sure he said it's, like, fully away from the Skywalker universe, you know? I like that, Which, too. Like... Like, I mean, obviously, like, kind of like with Clone Wars and Rebels, you pick up on a lot of, like, lore and, like, like characters and stuff, but you can always go back to the original six movies and just watch them and be, like, you know, because, like, there, obviously there's an old fan base. Like, my dad doesn't really sit down and watch, you know, all the, the TV shows, but he's, like, he loves Star Wars. Like, that's his favorite thing. So, I mean, like, I feel like keeping the TV shows separate from, like, the original six movies and like even like future movies i think is a good call just so like like with marvel i feel like it's just chaos now with what you have to watch and like like 
golly, I, I don't like, even know what to like, do now. Like, I'm going to be honest, after the third Spider-Man movie, I was I was kind of ready to check out. Like, I liked WandaVision. I know we're getting off topic, and this is, like, probably for another episode. <laughs> but I liked WandaVision, I liked Loki, and I saw Spider-Man, and then I saw Doctor Strange, and I was like, oh, boy. I kind of had a feeling that Marvel is just going on this... You want to talk about multiverse of like madness. Like a tangent. Like, it's like tangent after tangent after tangent. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think... That, like, do they have plans to close this thing? Like, is this just going to be a thing forever? We're just going to get yeah. Marvel movies till we die? Well, yeah, like, in the new Miss Marvel show... The bad people, the bad guys in that show are from a different dimension, so not I didn't know not that. like not like a multi, not another reality or universe, but a dimension. So it's like, what's the difference between those two? And that, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You know, it's not making sense to me. Also, Miss Marvel sucks. It's not good. <laughs> so I, I think um, it's okay. I don't think it's, it's that bad. Well, there's just some scenes that make me cringe, and I've never cringed in a Marvel movie. <laughs> show before so oh, oh i thought you were gonna say you've never cringed in a movie i was like did you watch rise of skywalker and see that kylo and ray kiss the whole movie still, was a constant cringe dude, i still cannot watch that scene from rise of skywalker it came and i know you won't watch it again but every I time it not. comes on i can't watch i have to cover my eyes i'm like this is this is not what i want kylo ren should live i i fully agree Ky- kylo ren's the best thing that came out of the sequels hands down ray skywalker shut the freak up bro especially Ray like in Di- yeah in disneyland how they have like the reforged anakin's lightsaber and they're like it's ray skywalker's i'm like no freaking screw if, you dude this is not i think his. we've talked about this before i feel like we have yeah because i literally will talk to the employees and be like oh can i see anakin's they're like who's anakin the, oh ray's lightsaber i'm like bro I'm about to freaking throw hands. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to freaking force throw a boulder. <laughs> Seriously, though. But I heard they're, they have, the off topic, they have Cal Kestis's <laughs> lightsaber in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Really want to get that one. So, so I have one. I have mine right there, right right next to me. I got one Can next to Can we see it? Seriously? Okay. I got, I got my Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Or no, my Luke Skywalker from episode six, but... Honestly, I think next time I get a lightsaber, it's gonna be from like, like one of the websites, like Ultra Sabers or yeah. like Saber Forge. Yeah, it's yeah. After I got this, I didn't. I don't love the quality of it. Cause but. well, you can't like like beat your friend to death with this thing. You gotta be gentle with it. Yeah, it's like yeah. So I got this one. Yeah. So yeah, that one's cool. it's like the one they just like pre-make. But I don't know. It's all right. Did you guys see that Disney is coming out again? like we get way off topic but this is just three bros talking star wars did you guys see that disney is coming out only for the like the disney like star wars theme rides but they've come out with a retractable lightsaber like you press the button the yeah. blade goes back in and comes out and it's like one continuous blade i'm like dude how much money do i have to pay to get one of those please well, they have the new um thing at disney world where you can like stay in the resort the star wars like cruise line yeah and that's where they use that lightsaber there's a scene where Ray's on it and she goes like that and like you, you can see clips on YouTube and like you watch the lightsaber open up and then she like ducks down and then gets like a prop lightsaber and they fight. But like they use that one. Yeah. The one that they made. It's, I'm like, yeah. like that's all kids have wanted for the last 40 years. Why did it take you so long to make it? Barbara, what happened, man? Yeah, sorry. I, I think I tapped my like my webcam and then it, the video went out freaking spazzed on us <laughs> Sorry. yeah but i know there's like the youtube channel called like hacksmith where they made like the real lightsaber with yeah. like the plasma it's pretty sick that one's insane looking though that's like a like a old republic lightsaber really yeah. has like a backpack on it <laughs> yeah all right. like a kylo ren type blade because it's like a flame pretty much. <laughs> yeah Not even all right form. well i think we're winding down a little bit but again i i would just probably say I kind of want to rewatch it and then maybe rank it again, but I don't think it'll go above an eight. The show for me. The whole show. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. probably gonna stick with seven point five right now. I think the show before episode five is probably at a seven, and then the last two episodes I think were ten out of tens for me. That's yeah, bumps it really eight, carried it. Like eight to like I'd even say like eight and a half out of ten. I don't think I would go nine. Because it didn't, like, it was super cool, but I think as a Star Wars fan, it was super cool. But, like, as an average viewer, I think I'd been like, oh, yeah, that was a really good show. Yeah. But I wouldn't, be, like, it didn't blow me away. I think I would give the last episode, like, a 9 out of 10, or maybe an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. Just the whole, like, Reva going to get Luke kind of just threw me off. Like, I wanted it to be just full Kenobi and Vader, if I'm going to be honest. I, I agree. 
So, but hey, if that's the only knock I have for the show, I'm fine. Yeah. Like they didn't like had they like screwed up Hayden Christensen's character or Ewan McGregor's character like does something completely. I would have never forgiven that conversation. Yeah. But like they didn't hurt those characters. If anything, they built correctly on top of what we already knew. Right. And that's if that's what, what I was hoping for for the show, then I'm okay. I don't care that Riva lived. <laughs> yeah. All right. Even if we didn't see Wano, it's fine. That's true. Yeah, true. No Wano. Little true. Annie. I can't do it. <laughs> Little Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the audience! Well, one, one just last thing. If they were to do another TV show, I know they're doing, like, Andor. Don't really care much about that, to be honest. But if they were to do another one, I think it'd be sick to do a Quinlan Voss show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be sick. Well, so, there's that book. I don't know if you've read it. With him and Asajj Ventress. Really? No. Love child, right? What? Yeah, you gotta go study up on your lore, my guy. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, um, I'll look at that. Yeah, Quinlan Voss for sure. Really, just like I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like they got a good set of shows coming out. I I still I hope in one of the shows we eventually figure out how like Wolf and Gregor. Get their get, ships out. Yeah, get with Rex. That's yeah. still like one one thing that I need like answered, and I hope they do that in Bad Batch. I could see them doing it in Bad Batch. I'd also I think a show I'd like to see is like Dooku and Qui Gon as Jedi Master and Jedi Padawan because I would mm-hmm. love to see the downfall of Dooku and then how Qui Gon was raised and why he was raised to be like this ultra spiritual Jedi where he's like be mindful of thoughts and like so, always be aware of the living force. Like he was the reason why he wasn't on the Council is because Qui Gon was all about, like, the true order of the Force instead of, like, the political side of the Force. And so I would love to see what influenced him to be... Like, like, was Dooku that way? Was that how the Jedi were back then before, like, it got all political? Like, I'd love to see the pre, like, Phantom Menace Jedi Council. Yeah. Well, we can say... We could probably say that for another episode. We're getting into the 50-minute range, so let's go. All right. Well, we should probably wrap. Oh, you can you can cut us off whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but we should probably wrap up there. Thanks for the talk, boys, and we'll we'll, we'll plan another episode soon. My audio kind of cut off weird at the end of our talk, but thank you very much for listening to this episode. Me and my buddies Slayton and John, we had such a great time talking about Obi Wan and all the upcoming Star Wars projects. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. That would mean so much. And go go follow me on Instagram at the Robots, Aliens, and Wizards podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And later this week, I will be coming out with episodes on the new Jurassic World Dominion movie. And later in this week, I'll come out with uh, theories for Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2. So thanks so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.